Thank you, Lon. Shirley. Oh my gosh, they did a good job together, didn't they? That was really cool. Well, good morning. Shabbat Shalom. It's so good to see you on this beautiful sunny morning. And sounds like we got a telephone in our background, so who knows what's going on. This is good. Um, such an honor to stand before you and to share from this Torah portion. So here are some of my thoughts. Remembering has never been more important to me. Our memories are a special part of who we are and what we take into eternity. Someone dear to me is losing their memory, and all of us around her are aching because she can no longer remember. But why do we mourn? We still have her, right? Why do we feel like we're already losing her? In this week's Torah portion, the people of Israel were commanded to bring the first fruits of the soil before the Kohen. And they were commanded to rehearse something, verbatim, before the Lord with the baskets in their hands. They would say the following, My father was a wandering Aramean. He went down to Egypt and lived there as an outsider, few in number. But there he became a great nation, mighty and numerous. The Egyptians treated us badly, afflicted us, and imposed hard labor on us. Then we cried out to Adonai, God of our fathers, and Adonai listened to our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. Then Adonai brought us out from Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and with honey. So now look, I have brought the first of the fruits of the soil that you have given me, Adonai. They were commanded to verbally remember. And if you remember from a couple weeks back, these words kind of sound like a longer sermon from the mouth of Stephen the martyr. And Aubrey's captivating reading from last week. Actually, almost every time you hear someone in the book of Acts preach the good news, you hear them rehearsing the work of God and the history of their people. God is found when we remember, and when we remember rightly. So when I heard someone say this week that Deuteronomy is about remembering, I was struck. Finding God in my story and in our story is essential. What if you say you believe God but can't find him in your own story? Isn't inner healing the present day experience of seeing Yeshua in your present day story? Where was he in my past? What was he doing? How does he feel about what happened to me? In Deuteronomy, we find Moses and the people of Israel on the plains of Moab for a couple days, rehearsing the story before they enter the land that was promised to them. A corporate time to remember. Winston Churchill once said, The longer you can look back, the further you can see forward. Moses is telling the desert generation to remember their father Abraham and to remember the wall of water on both sides of them as they pass through the dry ground. He's telling them to remember things they never experienced firsthand. He's telling them to remember Mount Sinai and to remember the bad report of the ten spies and the good report of the two. You've only known dust and heat and God's glory cloud and me as your leader. You guys were born in this desert and maybe you've forgotten how you even got here. Let's come together and remember. After all, what is a human if they can't remember? And what are we as Messiah's community if we can't remember rightly? If the enemy can't steal our history, maybe 
maybe he'll try to rewrite it. In Deuteronomy, Adonai tells his people to remember and then to Shema. When you're on a walk with your kids, go ahead and tell them your, our story. Not a da- day went by that Adonai didn't feed us. Look at your shoes. He gave us water from a spiritual rock that followed us. We were disobedient and snakes came and bit us. Look up at that snake on a pole. You're going to get healed. What, Dad? Really? A snake on a pole? Yeah, really. And it worked too. Kind of weird, huh? He told us not to be like these nations all around us. He told us we're special. Hey, his treasured people. Our father Abraham had great faith. God tested him severely. He told him to kill his own son. What, Dad? That's wrong. That's what the nations around us do. I know, son, it's weird. And I don't understand it either, but that's what he told Abraham. And our father Abraham trusted God so much that he believed Elohim was good even when everything else said otherwise. Guess what, son? The history of our people teaches us that you'll be tested too. And those moments when everything around you says God isn't very good and isn't even looking out for you, well, let me tell you right here and right now that those are the moments that will define you, son. They'll define who you are and who you're becoming. I already pray for you to make the right choices in moments like that. So on Shabbat, on this Shabbat, let's sit and remember. I think our Father knows we won't be able to Shema if we can't first remember. This isn't a one-generation story, my friends. Let's study and let's listen. Personally, I can't remember the birth of the Messianic movement like our friends the Bergdahls, the Glicks, the Wixels, and the Sharps can. They lived it. I can, however, help my brother with his deck and ask him to help me remember. And if I listen closely, I can hear a man so grateful for how the movement has grown. And what we've learned over these decades, that his personal trials are eclipsed by the beauty of where we stand today. I can sit and listen to a couple that's been married for 50 years and see that their love has been tested, but it's never waned. I can also sit and listen to a man who shed blood in Afghanistan and give honor where honor is due. I can sit and listen to a brother who's a chemical engineer by day and a Bible scholar by night, and point out to my children we aren't merely what we do for a living. I can tell them I remember the first time I met a man who told me I have five children total, and two are already with my Lord. I can listen to brownhouse stories and leaving Florida stories and give honor to those who have obeyed the voice of Adonai. Our KL story is a beautiful one. I think it's important that we know it and tell it to our kids. And those new to our community. Jew and Gentile acknowledging their Jewish and Gentile identity. And yet our unity in Messiah. For the Gentiles in our midst being grafted in means remembering that we were grafted in. Because history tells us it's dangerous if we forget. So let's learn from the history of the Jewish people. A people known for their remembering. They've carried the weight of their memory in baskets like loaves and fishes for the nations. Memories so painful they barely want to tell their own children about them. Wooden barracks and gas ovens. Children, their children won't forget. They've seen the pain on their wrinkled faces. Some memories are so holy you need to just take your shoes off in front of them before you even think to ask what they mean. 
These people look at the light of the Shabbat candles on the backs of their hands. And all we can do is look into their eyes and remember. So let's remember. And let's treasure the gray-haired ones in our midst. I can hear Brenton Bergdahl's voice in the back of my head right now. So Dylan, what's the practical application of your drash? <laughs> and as always, that's a great question, Brenton. And honestly, I'm not really sure. But, <laughs> but here are two thoughts, my friend. Lador Vador, which you taught me, means you're passing on a sense of who you are to the next generation. And two, this little California boy would have never forgiven his father had he not heard his father's story. Empathy comes from hearing one another's stories. So maybe Moses knew something. Maybe he knew that before they could ever cross into the jo- cross the Jordan and enter that promised land, they first had to remember where they came from. Amen. Thank you.